When the deer is wounded and the, and the white dogs are chasing, he just go run, run, and come back to the well and drink the water. And then he gets strength to keep running. Once he gets water to drink, he's gone. So may God's grace be upon us. Keep coming to the well, the well of grace. Let us pray. We love you, Father, because you first love us. We thank you for your word that you've given unto us. It gives strength, it gives courage, it guides and it leads. Lord, we thank you for this roadmap. We are so thankful for what grace has wrought in our lives. And once again, we pray and thank you for being with us in the morning. And Lord, we ask you to be with us again this evening for our gathering together is unto you. May you step us out of the way May you be the speaker and may you be the hearer. Lord, may you heal the sick. May you set the captives free. May you see the, save the sinner and restore the backslider. May the saints of God be strengthened. May we be blessed that the name of the Lord will be glorified. Bless our fellowshiping in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. We pray with faith and thanksgiving. Amen. So we welcome ourselves back to the house of the Lord and let us read from the book of Numbers, Numbers chapter 13. Numbers chapter 13. Let's read from verse 30. And Caleb still the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we had gone to search it is a land that eated up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are great men of a great stature. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which came, which came of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were 
in their sight. Amen. As we sit down, let's read from Isaiah 45. We can be seated. Isaiah 45. The book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 45. <clears throat> Let's reverse 22. Look unto me and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God and there is none else. Amen. Look unto me. And be ye saved, all the ends of the earth. So once again, we are happy to back, come back to the house of the Lord. And this evening, just to encourage ourselves, we want to speak on, keep your eyes on the promise. Keep your eyes on the promise. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And what we look at matters a lot. What you see with your eyes matters. And what you look at can affect you positively or negatively. The prophet said the eye is a gateway to the soul. So what you look at is very important. That's why sometimes we go around and drive or look through the town, you see a lot of adverts. Advert of food, advert, different types of adverts. Why? Is it just there for being there? No, people look at it. It is very important what you look at. Because it has something to do with you. That's why the prophet taught us, if you come to your house and let me look at the pictures and uh, you look at and the music you're listening to, he said, I know what your soul is feeding on. For you are what you eat. Whatever you feed on, that is what you become. And so God tells us, he said, look unto me, all ye ends of the earth. Look unto me, I am God, and there is none like me. And I wonder, in a time that we are living in now, what could we look to? That would be more solid than God. What could we look to that would be more solid than God in these times that we are living in? A time of fear and panic. A time when world leaders are confused. They don't know what to do. Look at the situation now in the Middle East. It's a lot of fear upon the world leaders because nobody can tell how it is going to end. 
There's a lot of fear and panic in the land. And men's hearts are failing for fear. There's a lot of trouble. People, you know, Brother Branham said, even if signs or what man has done, the military word, the scientific word, he said, if men come to know the advancement of science, what has been done, he said, people will run crazy. Because a lot is going on and a lot has been done. Things that is beyond the imagination of people. And God is telling us in this hour, when world leaders and when the whole world, people don't know what to do, God says, look unto me. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. I am the Jehovah of miracles. I'm more than able to take you through. What else could we look at that would be so solid than God? And God is the word. So he said, look to the word of today for your answer. The Bible has the answer for this day. The Bible has the answer for this day. Look to the word of God for this day. For God has never left us without a witness. Whatever will be coming, he already knows it. And he prepares his children. And so he sent a message and a messenger. He sent a word to our day to prepare us and to take fear and panic from us. So that we, no matter what is happening, we can rely on him. We can trust him. The Bible has the answer. Because the Bible is the revelation of Jesus Christ being revealed since the foundation of the word. He's been revealed in the form of prophets. He's been revealed in the form of kings and in the form of lawgivers because that is what he is. The king the prophet, the lawgiver. So he tells us, look unto me, young men, young women, mothers and fathers, church of the living God, elect of God, people of God. He said, look unto me. Because I am the word, the truth, and the life. I am the creator. I am the self-existing one. I am the all-knowing one. And nothing can overtake him. And nothing can surprise him. He knows all about us. 
He knows all that will be, all that has been, and all that are, and all that will be, he knows already. That's why he can predestinate. He knows all things. And there is nothing that can surprise him. That's why he has a promise for every age. And the promise of every age is to meet the condition of the age. So he prepares a messenger and a message to meet the condition of the age. And he prepares his people to receive that message. For he said, no one can come to me except my father draws him. So the message is for some people. That's why I send you Elijah the prophet. You, me, you. He said, I will send you. He will turn the heart of the children to the faith of the fathers. Hallelujah. Keep your eyes on the promise of God. There is something about what you look at. In the first place, what caused the fall? What caused the trouble? It was because somebody looked at something. And Eve saw the tree. He looked at it and he saw it. And he admired it. So, what she looked at? So there is something about what you look at. So keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on God's word. Keep your eyes on God's promises. Because he has given, Apostle Peter said, he has given us great, exceeding, and precious promises. That by these promises, you and I will become partakers of his divine nature. In this hour, where there is a lot of side, side attractions. So many things around. So many things left and right. The prophet of God said, there are so many voices on the land. And he said, each and every one of those voices are calling for attention. But there is a still small voice also. And Jesus said, my sheep, they know my voice. So there are so many voices. So many things happening today. So many things. May God help us to stay focused. That is the only way we'll make it. The prophet spoke to us about these boys that were going on the bicycle race, and then uh, they were very good people, bikers that, you know, very good, they can ride very well. And so there was one that, ah, they said, no, he's not a good fellow. He cannot make it. And so all these good riders, they took the bike, let us go. And all of them fell by the roadside. As good as they were, as smart as they were, they could not cross over. They could not make it. Why? Because they look at this boy that made it. How did you do it? 
We know how to write. We are better than you. Oh, we know more mysteries and revelations, and we know all this, and we know all that. But you don't, you don't even say amen, church. How do you make it? And he said, this is where you guys made your mistake. You were looking here, and you were looking there. You were caught up, oh yeah, so this one is doing this. You were, and that is how you fail. He said, but myself, I head to the cross, to bars. And I was looking forward. I didn't look here, I didn't, I just looked forward. And that is how I made it. Though you were better riders than me, because you were looking here and you were looking there, you were not able to concentrate. And that's why you fail. If you want to make it, keep your eyes on Jesus. Focus on the word. Focus on the promises. The promise of your day. Look to the promise of your day. Not tomorrow or yesterday's own. Or so, no, 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 no. What somebody, look to what God has promised for you. The prophet of God said, most of the times, people thank God for what he did yesterday. And they are looking forward for what he's going to do, but they fail to see what God is doing today. I want you to know that God is alive. I want you to know that God is real. I want you to know that he is still on the throne. And I want you to know that he's working on the bride. And I want you to know that he has a people. And I want you to know that he has never left us. Because he said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What are we talking? Keep your eyes on the promise of God. For the promises of God are yea and amen. And it can never fail. Hallelujah. And Brother Branham said, God is true to his promise. No matter what he has to do to bankrupt heaven, he will do it. Than to let his word fail. He said, God is not a man to lie. Or to say anything that he will not do it. He said, I am watching over my word. Not your word. My word. And I will fulfill it. I will perform it. Because he said, the word that has gone out of my mouth will never return void. And God swore by himself that he will keep his word. He will keep every promise of his. No matter what. Hey, don't try to imagine how he's going to do it. It's not your business. It is God's business. He knows how to turn things over in a moment. And everything will change. Because he's God. Why do you want to think for God? Why do you want to feel for God? God wants us to believe him. God wants you to take him at his word. God wants us to accept his word. He wants us to look up to him. Look unto me. Young men, young women, let the sick look unto him. Let the weak look unto him. Let the blind look unto him. Whatever condition, look unto me. I am the Lord that healeth all your diseases. I am the resurrection and I am the life. I am the almighty. I am God the creator. Look unto me. Stop looking at your neighbor. 
Stop looking at the pastor. Stop looking at your wife. Stop looking at your friends. Stop looking around you. Look unto me. The one that never sleeps and never slumbers. The God of Israel. The God of Abraham. Abraham, the friend of God. When he told Abraham and said to him, your seed will be in a strange land for 400 years. He said, Abraham, and I will bring them out. You may not be here. You don't have to be here because I will not be full. I will bring them out. How would they be there? He knew. When he spoke to Abraham, he knew he had a plan already. He had a plan in his hands. And he had a plan for your life. He had a plan for his bride. He has a plan for this age. Before the age began. Before the world began. He had a plan. And they that he foreknew, he predestinated. So we are not here by chance. We are not here by accident. We are here for a purpose. And for that purpose, it can never be defeated. God's purpose for your life, God's purpose for this church, God's purpose for your marriage, God's purpose for the pastor, God's purpose for each and every one of us for your life can never be defeated. Somebody say amen. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. That God's purpose for your life, no matter what, no matter what happens, no matter how many demons and devils and powers rise against you, God's purpose can never be defeated. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. He told Abraham, you will grow old. You will die, you will go. But what I'm telling you, I will fulfill it. Hallelujah. Oh, no wonder when the time of promise came. How did it happen? They never knew that this thing would happen through just among the family, Joseph and his brothers. And somebody thought of this and somebody thought of that. And maybe Joseph tells his dream and they say, oh, what does it mean? Does it mean that we want to rule, he want to rule over us? I mean, it's our thoughts disturbs us. Many times we think about people, oh, this one is thinking this. That one is thinking this. And what you might be thinking about and thinking that somebody might be thinking about, that fellow might be innocent of what you are thinking. You conceive a thought that somebody is against me. This one is against, this one don't like me. And you conceive that thought. Do you know that whatever you conceive, you will birth it? Whatever you conceive, you will burn it. You will birth it. Amen. And so you begin to look at everything. You, because you have conceived, so your eyes will see through your conception. Your everything will see through the conception. Because when somebody conceives, everything goes through that conception. What you want to eat, what you want, all through that conception. So when you conceive a thought, 
Oh, brother Timothy, oh, brother this, or oh, sister this, don't like me, this one don't like me. Then you begin to put your reading into it. You read every action. You try to interpret every movement. You try to interpret even when he said, praise God. You try to interpret when he wants to shake your hand. You try to interpret everything. When you come to church and you hear his voice, you try to interpret it. When he even say amen, you try to interpret it. Because of your conception. Anything that is preached, you put interpretation to it. Oh, God have mercy. And then you miss the mark. And to show that you miss the mark, watch. Brother Branham said, if any good thing will come to us, it has to be revealed by the Spirit of God. And it has to be confirmed by the Word. And it has to be made manifest by the results. So whatever conception that you have, check the results. Check the fruit. Then you will know that this conception is a right conception or wrong conception. Because if God reveals something to you, if God shows something to you, if God comes on the scene, it does not bring bitterness. It does not bring malice. No, 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 no. It does not bring, no, 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 no. When God comes on the scene, he brings peace. He brings love. He brings joy. He brings forgiveness. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't even know what they are doing. When God is on the scene, there is peace. Hallelujah. As I was thinking about Israel, I'm a lover of Israel. Very interested in Israel because Israel is God's timepiece. Israel is a type of the church today. Israel, a little group, a little elected. Think about this small nation, a piece of land. The whole world is eyeing that land. Everybody wants that land. This small land, everybody wants it. Mosiah, the city of the great king. I always said, God, this is the only nation that is called by your name. And God said, for my name's sake, for the sake of, sake of David, sake of Abraham, he would defend Jerusalem. He would fight for Israel. Let's continue to pray for Israel. Every bride member should pray for Israel. Every true Christian should pray for Israel. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And I was thinking, how did this crisis came on? What happened? Of course, like I said, when I heard it, I was crying. Never in the history of Israel since they became a nation has so many people been killed in a day. On their own side, no. Everybody knows the security, how tight the security is. The best spies, the best intelligence, they had it. So what happened? Do you know at that time, Israel was fighting among themselves. There was serious problem. The nation was completely divided. 
They were almost demonstrating for and against. Those on the side of the government, those on the side of the opposition, they were about to fight, take hands and fight. They says, in their unguided moment, the enemy came in. They were so much concerned about this one. Maybe this one to do this. This one want to do this. The president want, the prime minister want to do this one. And there was trouble. And in their unguided moment, Satan came in. The enemy came in. And that is how the enemy comes in, in our unguided moment. When we begin to fight one another, when we begin to accuse one another, when we conceive all kinds of thoughts and ideas about one another, God be merciful. Lord, help us. Let me read this quote here. The prophet said, it's coming from the Great Commission. Have never talked like this to a group of people, but in this locality here. And throughout the nations, it is becoming now. If the devil can keep us separated, he has got a shooting at one another. He's got an open target anywhere he wants to shoot. And what is the use of shooting? We are shooting one another. See? See. So he can just sit back and relax. When we are shooting one another, he can sit back and relax. And he keep you more arms. Yeah. The other day, he didn't even call you. He didn't even shake your hand in church. He gave you small because you want more. Yeah, I said that sister don't like me. That brother don't like me. This one don't like me. So, Satan will fill you with all kinds of trash. Yes. Amen. To keep us apart. Ah, yes. oh, somebody say, oh, even if somebody says sorry to you, is it from your heart? Okay, I was talking to a friend, a brother. He said, Brother Timothy, you did this and that against me. I said, I don't even remember. He said, you did it. You said everything you said. You don't. I said, I don't remember. But if you said, I have done this and you were hurt, I said, sorry. Is it from your heart? I said, I don't know what is from somebody's heart. It's not your business. Whether it's from my heart or my head. Somebody does something to say, Sorry. Receive it. Whether it's from his head or from his mouth, he has said it. It is up to the fellow and God. The prophet said here, let me just give you, if I found grace in your sight through God, you take my word for this. That's a prophet speaking. You take my word for this. Brethren, if you want to be a blessing and get a blessing, when a man has done you wrong and he has absolutely, justly 
I mean he has done you wrong. And you know that he's done you wrong. He's done you evil. Listen. Don't mention that. Don't do what? Huh? I'm, 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 the prophet just said it, so don't, don't just look at me. I'm just the prophet just said it. You can go and search it. Don't mention that. You take him to prayer before God. And don't take it in a way of just a selfish way. Well, I'm supposed to do this. But stand with your shoulder to his shoulder. And stand in the presence of our father. Where a prayer should be made in the presence of God. Say, Father, here is my brother, and it's justly he deserves punishment because he's done me evil. And I don't see why he did it. Listen. Then, the prophet speaking, then let God go to talking to you. You've taken a complaint to God. You take a, a prayer to God. And God, this one has done this, and this one, and Timothy, and this one, and Ed, and this one, and Grace, and this one, and that, and that, my wife, and my, whoever I be. Let God go to talking to you. Not talking to the one that has offended you. Because somebody says, I'm praying that the brother should know what he has done and come to me. I'm praying that, yeah, I've been praying that you should, you should come and apologize to me. Because you help it. That, that's not a correct prayer. That's selfish. Listen to the prophet. You love the prophet? Yeah. I, would, I would rather for the prophet. These things that have been given to us, brothers, they are things to bring us into the stature of a perfect man. To put us into the rapture material. Word material to be made ready for the home going. Let God go to talking to you. And you will see maybe what that man has been through. You will see maybe what that man, that woman, that boy, that girl had been through. The devil has twisted him up somewhere and caused him to do that. That is, let God go to talking to you and you will see. The devil has twisted him up somewhere and caused him to do that. Though he is absolutely wrong, before you leave the throne of God, you will be feeling sorry for that man. Amen. You'll be feeling sorry for that man that has absolutely wronged you. Amen. These things are not suggestions. They are instructions given to us by the prophet of God. 
the friend of the bridegroom. Though it's absolutely wrong, before you leave the throne of God, you'll be feeling sorry for that man. And watch, listen. You will be sympathizing. You will be feeling sorry for that man and you will be sympathizing with that brother. You'll be feeling sorry for that man and you'll be sympathizing with that brother that has wronged you. And when you get back down to earth again, that is after prayer, you will go over to that brother and shake his hand. Please, don't just be looking at me. Say amen to God's word. You will go to that brother that has wronged you because you have known what he might have gone through. The devil might have twisted him and might have caused him to do that and you feel sorry for him and you'll be sympathizing with him and when you finish the prayer, you'll go to that man or that woman or that brother and shake his hands. Humanly speaking, you can't do it, but the Holy Ghost in you will do it. You go and shake his hand because you know what he has been through. Because God has spoken to you. And you know what he has been through. And he said, you can't stand with a mortar in the presence of God and condemn anybody. I don't believe, no, sir, even if he is a rank sinner. Now, listen. And what about a brother that has made a mistake? Do I say he's wrong? Sometimes he's accused wrong when he's not wrong. Sometimes he is accused wrong when he's not wrong. God have mercy upon us. Because many a times we accuse ourselves. Sometimes he is accused wrong when he is not wrong. I know why he did this. He's doing this because of this. It, and many a times our thoughts are. Oh. I know the way I look at things. The way you look at things, you might be looking at the thing wrongly. Wrongly. You look at your brother wrong. You look at your wife wrong. You look at your... Wrongly. And because it is wrong, you conceive wrong. And the result is wrong. And your behavior towards that fellow is wrong. Praise the Lord. Now the prophet continues. Sometimes he's accused wrong when he's not wrong. But if he's wrong, well, if we would take him to the throne of God, stand there shoulder to shoulder with our brother, 
Nine. Take note of this. Nine. He is a mortal. And maybe his destination rests upon our attitude towards him. Maybe his attitude, I mean, his destination rests on your attitude towards that one. God have mercy upon us. Not to become stumbling blocks, but stepping stones. When we come back from the throne of God, we will realize that we are everyone guilty. And we all need help, one from another. And the best way to do this is pray. May the Lord help us. Dear ones in Christ, let me say this to us, church. Our Lord Jesus told us, love one another. Above everything. He told us, love your neighbor as yourself. And he told us, love your enemies. And pray for those who despisefully use you, abuse you, do whatever. Pray for them. Did the Bible say so? This is thus says the Lord Jesus himself. Love your enemies. Pray for those who despisefully use you and accuse you and they say this and say, pray for them. And love them. And I said, oh, this brother is very difficult to be loved. If you cannot love him as your brother, love him as your neighbor. If you cannot love him as your neighbor, love him as your enemies. Because he said, love your enemies. Oh, my wife is so difficult. If you can't love your wife as a wife, love your wife as a neighbor. Because he said, love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jesus says so. You cannot love her as your neighbor, then love her as your enemy. So, whichever way we go, love is paramount. Yeah. We have no way out. Your enemy, your neighbor, whoever it is. Love your enemy and pray for your enemy. Amen. What about your brother and what about your sister? What about your wife? What about your uncle? What about your whoever they might be? Yeah. Keep your eyes on the promise of God. Amen. So that you will be the children of your father which is in heaven. This message that we have received should not just be theory in our heads. The word must be made flesh in us. That's what the prophet taught us. He said, they look at my life as some mystic something. He said, it's love. He said, it is. He said, you can't even tell who Brother Bram's enemies were and who his friends are. That's right. That's the messenger. Brother Branham said, Christianity is living for those who, when they get you, they will kill you. That's the one you live for. He said, that is what Jesus lived for. 
Sorry that the place is becoming quiet, but it's okay. You have to think about these things. So that we'll not be bench warmers, but we'll be Christians. To be sons and daughters of the king. To be like Jesus. Who can say, Father, forgive them. They don't even know what they are doing. Not to call fire upon people. He said, when your enemy is hungry, give him food. When he starts to give him water to drink. That's the instruction given to us. Think about the prophet. They say, they don't know who his enemies and who his friends are. Because he lives with everyone they say. That is the prophet today. People are condemning. That's the man people are condemning today. God have mercy. Those who knew him, they said, if you talk of a, a humble man, he said, that William Brennan was a Amen. humble man. Even those who were against him, you know, that man said, this man, very humble. Know what that Tommy Osborne said? This is the man that lives what we preach. He said, this is the Jesus man. Lord, help us. Are we together? May God help us that these things will be made fresh in us. Because Brother Ban told us when we went beyond the curtain of time, he said, nothing but perfect love. Nothing but perfect love. We believe he says so. He says so. And that is what it is because he went there. And he came back. And I would like to talk about beyond the curtain of time here and there. How are you preparing to go there? Hey, keep your eyes on the promise. Do you know in the book of Genesis, I don't know how that happened. Uh, Jacob. Do you know he made some program trick over there in the Bible one day, Genesis 30? When it is father-in-law ships or the animals, yeah. and he makes some sticks, sticks, three uh, yeah. wooden together, and he said he made the strong animals when they come to deliver. They, they, he makes so that they can look at those sticks that he has made, and when they look at those, they give birth that same way. Colors. What they look at, they born. What they look at, they birth it. So that is something about what you look at. And we are being directed. Stop looking at yourself. Stop looking at your neighbor. Stop looking around you. Stop looking, this one did this. No. Look to Jesus. Look to the promise. As we look to the word, we are transformed. We are caught up. We become the word. Because we are feeding on the word. We become Jesus unto it. We reflect his life. What are you looking at today? Because sometimes people get into fear because of what they're looking at. Sometimes we read things and we read about this and we read about this. That's right. You you want to know about, uh, okay, coronavirus, how it makes people, and and the people feel like this, or they say uh, TB, and they say, uh, and, and we read so much about them until you say, oh, I got it. I remember when we had a pandemic, people were reading about it. I don't want to read nothing. 
They read about it and somebody said, he told his children, don't come close to me, I'll get the thing. Because when you read, then you begin to check yourself. Read the Bible. Read the word. Look at the promise. I am the Lord that healeth all your diseases. Read the word. Keep your eyes on the promise. No matter how you keep your word because Brother Brown said, look, it's not our feelings. Hallelujah. It is the word. He's the high priest that can be taught by the feeling of our confession, not what you are feeling in your body. He is taught by your confession. Brother Brown said, when you depend on feelings, Satan will whip you. And when we are praying for, you want to have some feeling before you know. No. No, those feelings, healing comes. If you are looking for feelings, you get feeling. But if you are looking for healing, you get healing. Because when you lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. So what am I looking for? I am looking to recover. So what do we look for? Keep your eyes in this hour, these challenging times in which we are living. Oh, I sent a message to a sister. I said, sister, don't look at your enemies. So look at the promised word of God. They did this to me in my office. And this, body, this one is against me. And that one is against me. As, as long as you are looking at that, you are going down. You are sinking. But if you can look to the way, you can look to the way, the truth and the life. If you can look to Jesus, keep your eyes on God's word. I am your shield. I am your bulwark. No weapon that is fashioned against me shall prosper. A thousand will fall at my side. Ten thousand on my right hand. It shall not come near me. For the one that keepeth watch over Israel, he never sleeps, he never slumbers. Keep your eyes on the promise. What made Israel not to enter the promised land? Their eyes. We read the story. When Moses sent the the spies to go and check the land, 10 came back. We saw the Anakites there. We saw the Malachites there. We saw this, we saw that. And we were like... We were like grasshoppers in their sight. And that's how we were in our own sight. How do you see through somebody's eye? <laughs> and this is the way I'm looking before him. How do you know? And that's how we get problem. And this is the way he thinks about me. They, forget about that foolishness. Yeah. Keep your eyes on the word. Yeah. Oh, then you can think better. Then you get... Positive results. Somebody said one time, oh, Brother Timothy, you even if somebody hates you, you don't see. I said, I don't want to see that. I want to know who loves me. I don't want to care about who hates me, who don't like me. That's my, it's not my business. If you don't like me, you are the one that will suffer. (laughs) Yes, I work free-hearted. And you see me, and you are troubled. (laughs) If you don't like somebody, you see your heart. You get heart disease. Yeah, that's, that's the problem we're having. This one don't like me. And anytime you see that fellow, you are trouble. Right. He's coming to say something again. He's coming. You are the one suffering. Brother Branham said, it takes more effort to frown your face than to laugh. 
this effort. So all your members have intended just to squeeze your dirty face. Ugly face. Making your face more ugly. Say, what kind of a preacher is Yes, sir. I'm a wilderness preacher like John the Baptist. <laughs> Hallelujah. I told Satan, I said, Satan, I'm not going to keep quiet for you. I said, Satan, you're in trouble because I will not keep quiet. I will preach it more than ever before. I will go all the way out. Why do you see that you want to be babied? You have to be baby to come to church. You have to be baby to sing. You have to be baby to worship God. No, God don't have time for that. If God be God worshiping, if God be God serving, come with all your heart, with all your mind, with everything that is in you. You don't serve God for the pastor. You don't come to church for the pastor. You come to God for yourself. Because everybody shall be rewarded according to his work. What, what, what are we doing that? I'm not going to the church again. Go. Just go. Somebody will come and take your place. You might just be a shock. The seed will come in. Why do we ask? As, as if we are being forced. What are you talking about? People go to state or they go and pay money to watch soccer. They pay money. And I say, look at that. We don't pay money to come to church. What about if we begin to pay money? You don't pay money. He said, oh, but I drive. Those who go to stadium, they also drive. They buy diesel. They buy gas. They go. And they don't sit down. Quiet. They get involved. They get into the spirit. They play with those on the field. They shout with them. They jump. In fact, they are standing. They are standing there. They are just shaking. Ah! And we come to church and doze off. What a shame. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hey, you don't want to say hallelujah again, okay. If you don't say, I will say it. I know you think this boy is crazy. Yes, sir. I'm crazy. I'm happy that I'm crazy for Jesus. Amen. You must die to all this ecstasy form of worship. Diplomatic way of worship. No, no, forget about that. You read about King David's dancing before the ark. Just dancing. Just jumping. Oh, hallelujah. I look at the Israelites. Their own dance is just jumping. Just jumping. Oh, praise the Lord. And we come around. You can't even clap your hands. I see them even see some videos. Even at the war front. When they get a little time. They are just praising God. They are just dancing. They are reading the Bible. They are quoting Bible. They are shame. They are talking about the God of Israel. And they are confessing that God of Israel will give them victory. And God of Israel will give them victory. God will give them victory. And brothers, you confess God will give you victory. God will give you victory. For those who put their trust in God shall never be put to shame. Keep your eyes on the promise. They look at it and say, say, we cannot make it. Oh. And Caleb to the people. And Joshua, they said, we can break it. Yeah. Oh, let me just try to read it. I'm sorry. Amen. One crazy boy. Don't worry, I don't come here very often. So. 
Yes, sir. Ooh, it's about four years since I came around, so I want to settle all my debts there. <sighs> now, what made Caleb so sure of it when the opposition was so great? It's according to what you are looking at. Caleb was looking at the promise of God. The other ten were looking at the circumstances. If you go to look at the circumstance or to look at what is around you, you are sure to fail. But you must never look at what is around you. Amen. Caleb was looking at the promise. Amen. He said, but the Christian doesn't look at the circumstances. He looks at the word and stands still. God says so. That settles it. What if Abraham looked at the circumstances? If the doctor examined your heart. He said, that kills more people than anything else. The doctor examined your heart and said, you might drop at any time. You got a mama. That's true. If you look at that, then you are defeated to begin with. So what are you looking at? He said, one time, when the test was on, when the covenant people had come out of Egypt, led by the Holy Spirit, Moses, the great leader, and the, and the spies had went over into the promised land. Ten of them came back and said, we cannot take it. They are too great. We are too small. But there was two men, Caleb and Joshua, who had been over there. And they said, and they stayed the people. Now, the rest of the people said, uh, first thing, one saying this and one saying that. One saying, why did you bring us out? If that just isn't the condition today, I don't know. Why did you do this and why did you do that? And Caleb stood the people before Moses and said, we are well able to go over and take it because it depends on what you are looking at. Some of them were looking at the obstacles, the great armies and the great wars and the great giants, giant size of people. But Caleb was looking at the promise of God. And it was the hour that has come that Caleb had to get the people still before he turned in. And I think that the very needy thing today is for the people to stand still and see what God has promised. It's a day that God is fulfilling his promise. These things must be. They've got to come. Therefore, we must see God's promise and stand on it. What are you looking at? What are we looking at? Keep your eyes on the promise. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Keep your eyes on, not on yourself. Not, oh my God. Why did Israel fail when they met Goliath? Because they were looking at Goliath. 
Even the king was saying, look at this man. He has been a man of war from his youth. All that they were talking about Goliath. Nobody mentioned God. Nobody talk about God. They only see Goliath and they run back. They only see Goliath. He said, look at his head. Look at his fingers. 14 fingers. Uh, 14 inches. 14 inches long. Six fingers. Here, six. Look at this man. Is, and all was about Goliath. But when somebody came who was not looking at Goliath. And David, he was looking at the promise. He said, God did this. God did this for me. He delivered me from here. He, he said, God will do it again. What are you looking at today? Every promise in the book is for you. Every chapter, every verse, every line. What are you looking for? We have been giving great, exceeding, precious promises. Precious for anything. The fare has been paid. This journey, the fare has been paid. Brother Branham said, when we come to Christ, we are given a checkbook. And it is already signed. The name of Jesus under it. The blood is there. It has been signed. And you get that checkbook. Fill in what you need. It is to take care of the journey. What are you holding that checkbook for? For entertainment? What is that for? Fill the form and submit it. What are we looking at, young people? Oh, such a bad day. Such, yes, yes. But such a good day too. Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh, yet the prophet said, this would fit ten times of the temptation that you people face. Yes, sir. And you have ten times grace, too. You have grace today. The same Holy Ghost is here today. The, so the all of heaven is for you people. Heaven is there for us. No weapon that is fashioned against us shall prosper. No matter the trials, no matter the challenge, no matter the difficulties. Oh, when the enemy comes like a flood, the spirit of the living God will raise a standard against it. Hold on to that promise. Look at the promise. Brother Branham said the devil always pointed us to do, do, this brother started. He left the message. This, pro, this one, it, what the, we are still in the message. Right. When they pointed to the one that is not pointing, these ones are in. Right. We are in the message. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And I said, Satan pointed to, oh, this brother died and they prayed for this one. I said, when the devil pointed to tell you, Timothy is here running. Timothy, that was not her. He could not walk at her. Today is running. Hallelujah. He could not lift his leg before, but today he's jumping up and down. Tell the devil, God is on the throne. Tell the devil, God is alive. Tell the devil, Jesus Christ, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Tell the devil, we are more than conquerors. We can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. Keep your eyes on the promise. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I know you say, brother, Ed, he's ready to, time to get his brother out of here. Praise the Lord. Keep your eyes on the promise. Let me close. I'll close, but listen. One day the disciples were on the boat. They were on the sea. And the water was tossed up and down. He's a very present help in time of need. He knew they were in a condition, in a problem. And he went out 
walking on the water. Nothing can keep him from his people. He will come to you. He will come. We are his own. We are the purchase of his blood. We are his redeemed. He will not leave us. Brother, he will not leave you. Because it is his investment. He invest, invested his life in us. Who? Keep your eyes on the promise. And he was on the water coming. And Peter said, because they were afraid, he said, no, 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 don't be afraid, it's me. Sometimes his ways are past finding out. And most of the times, they are past, past finding out. He said, I'm the Lord, I'm the one, don't be afraid. Peter said, if it is you, let me, bid me to come. He said, okay, come. And Peter started walking. He was walking, wow. Then, he turned his eyes from the Lord. He lost focus. And he looked around. That is where he had his problem. What he saw, the waves and the winds, they were already there. They had been, I mean, tossing up and down. While they were walking, the winds were still tossing. But as he was, his eyes was on the Lord, he didn't see nothing. He didn't care nothing. Whether they were there, he didn't care. He didn't feel nothing. Until he turned to look at it. Keep your eyes on Jesus. On the promise. No wonder Caleb at the age of 85 came to Joshua. And he said, brother Joshua, do you remember what the prophet said about me? When we went to Kadesh Barnea 40 years ago, 45 years ago, do you remember? When you read the word, that nothing comes upon it. He fed on that word. That nothing came on it. He said, do you remember the prophet said he would give me Hebrew? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. You remember I brought him revelation as it was in my heart. I brought him message as it was on my heart. When the rest of our brothers said it could not be done, I said, we are more than able. And, I, and, and it could say, Joshua, Joshua, I'm, I'm telling you today, I am still more than able. Amen. He said, for my strength to fight today was as I fought 85, I mean 45 years back. I can still fight. So you know what, brother? Cutting the long story short, give me my mountain. Give me my mountain. If the Lord delights in me, he will give me the land. Because it is a promise. My brother, your promise is waiting for you. Your promise is waiting for you. You have a promise. You have a message. You have a promise. It's waiting for you. For you to rise and claim it. For you to go and take it. It's there for every one of us. Keep your eyes on that promise. If the Lord delights in us, he will give us the land. What are you looking at today? What are you looking at, my brother? What are you looking at, my sister? There are so many things around us. If you continue to look at the things around you, you're going to sink. You're going to fail. But if you can look to Jesus, if you can keep your eyes on him, prophet said, 
There's people sitting here tonight. That was in which year a night or two ago. They are walking around now. Just like Timothy is walking around now. He depends on what you look at. If you look at your afflictions, you will never go any further. But if you look at the promise of God, you've got a right to every redemptive blessing that God promised in his word is yours. Right. The Christian always looks at the unseen thing. Every redemptive blessing of God is unseen. Don't look at your affliction. Not your feelings. Keep your eyes on the promise. For they are good. And they are yea. And they are amen. God bless you. Wonderful. I may love the wilderness preacher. Gonna have to find a place to take him out for locust and honey after this. <laughs> oh, my, my, my. Praise the Lord. Does the Lord know what we need? Amen. He can go right in, he can dig down, and he can do things. Hey, he discerned us all tonight. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, my. Turn your eyes on Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. Let's stand. Oh, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. Oh.